everybody. Welcome to episode 71 of the Utah Royals FC show. I'm Vircho, and with me, I've got Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. We just we just talked about how it was going, of course. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, I think this is the first episode in probably 50 episodes where we didn't do like 20 minutes talking about soccer before we hit record. Wow, that's probably because I was late. <laughs> probably probably no but like even then i feel like it's always something anyways hey guys um we have a lot to talk about um there's a ton of league news a ton of really exciting league news there's some awards hmm. and we obviously have two games and then a bye week oh, yeah. so yeah so we'll just go right into it um, so in terms of around the league, I figured this is worth mentioning. So Sky Blue played at Red Bull Arena and they had 9,000 people show up. It was so loud. It was so incredible. The atmosphere was amazing. Washington Spirit play at Audi Field um, this weekend, I believe. And I think they've sold either 14,000 or 16,000 tickets. Cool, cool. So it really just goes to show um, that people will pay attention to women's soccer if you put it in places where people actually live um, right. <laughs> <laughs> instead of like uh, 40 minutes out of D.C. or yeah. wherever Rutgers University is in New Jersey. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy, huh? yeah. Um. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy. So that's awesome mm-hmm. stuff for the league. Um, in terms of awards, so this is huge, and honestly, I cannot believe it. So Amy Rodriguez is up for the Puskas Award from FIFA, which if you don't know what it is, it's basically a, an award for the best goal of the season. And so it was the screamer that she scored against Sky Blue in June. Like, this is a huge, huge deal because it's not women's soccer specific. It's not NWSL specific. Um other candidates in this are like Zlatan, Messi, mm-hmm. um, my guy Andros Townsend from Crystal Palace scored, which I'm very biased. I think probably mm-hmm. the best goal um, mm-hmm. is in that category. But like to be in that sort of echelon is incredible. What's the goal where she took it, dribbled it mid, like midfield, a little bit past midfield, rocketed it mm-hmm. on the game against Sky Blue. June 16th. So pretty recent home goal, but like go vote, go vote. It's probably not going to win, but to be considered among the top like 10 or like the top eight goals in the entire year, pretty dang cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly haven't read much into it, but that is a pretty big deal, especially if you're up there with the likes of, you know, a great, What's that guy's name from LA Galaxy? Oh, Zlatan. Yeah, that Zlatan. guy. That, that uh, guy, that annoying guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. So, yeah, we're going to Hey, who knows? If all the Alex Morgan fans vote, um, I think she has a chance. You're not wrong. It could <laughs> It could definitely happen. It could definitely happen. Um, yeah, so it's one of top – six eight of, of ten goals so one of one of the top ten goals across any league in the past mm. year male or female like that's a pretty a pretty freaking cool cool deal 
So go vote. Sure. We're going to do a link to how you can vote um, on the Soapbox article. I found that those links don't work on like Podbean or, well, mm. they don't work once you go to like Spotify, which, which makes sense. But um, yeah, if you follow us on RSL Soapbox and we'll tweet it too, it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. On the notion of awards, so the Utah Royals reserves just obliterated the um, best of the Women's Professional Soccer League. So mm-hmm. what they do is they do like a, a best for each conference and with the Royal, the Utah Royals reserves being in the central region mountain conference, there were four awards up for grabs. They got all four of them, which is phenomenal. And one of, and two of them were unanimous selections. Nice. Yeah. So offensive player of the year, Cameron Tucker, a junior at BYU, be on the lookout for that name. Defensive player of the year, Alyssa Jefferson, defender, BYU. She's a senior. I don't know what will happen with that. Coach of the year, and this is unanimous, Amy LaPelbit. Hmm. Hey, we know her. We do know her. We do know her. And then the franchise of the year, Utah Royals Reserves, also a unanimous selection. Hmm. So that's that's kind of neat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. It is. There's, there's life beyond... I mean, it's coolest Royals. There's there's things happening on the outside of it, like the reserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, trophies and accolades are awesome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. keep them coming. Sure. Keep them coming. Keep winning. All right. So there is some super big news that just sort of broke out on Twitter. I guess not randomly. So um, you heard about this, right? No, I actually have not. Oh, you haven't. You haven't. No, so um, what, what's going on? I get on? it. So Merritt Paulson is obviously the <gasps> owner of the Portland Thorns and the Portland Timbers. And so he did a live Q&A with Thorns season ticket holders, and he just okay. spilled all the beans about league expansion, okay. like said probably 80 times more than uh, he ever should have been allowed to. But um, whatever. So the bottom line is that two teams have committed to join the NWSL in 2020. So next year and another in 2021. So if Sky Blue stays together or they um, move to New York, which has been something that has like almost happened and then not happened and then almost happened again. Um, we could have 12 teams in the league come 2021, which I think would be pretty good for the league. It'd be very, very good for the league. Um, but we could see 11 next year. Okay. Which would be nice. So for 2020, one is a West coast team. The other is a Southeast team. One is an MLS team and another is a USL team. Supposedly, Mm. um, we know that the Southeast team is going to be Louisville FC in the USL. Okay. So we know one of those teams for sure because they've announced it. Um, a lot of folks are speculating that the other team is LAFC. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense considering what they've been wanting to do. But I have also heard contradictory reports that it's not LAFC. Huh. Which is really hmm. interesting to me because I don't know who else it would be except for the LA Galaxy. Um, so 
Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know for sure. I like, I think the most logical explanation being a West coast team is probably that it's going to be LAFC and that opens up a whole, um, going to open up a whole can of worms across the league with players who yeah. obviously want to go to their, their, their home LA. Um, right. but I also think it could potentially be orange County FC, which is like a, a USL team, but they, they have a women's team, which is also underneath the LA galaxy. And I know okay. that they've been picking up steam. And so this is just what, what I think, like I haven't heard anything on this, but I think that there is potential that maybe they will sweep under the rug and try to beat LAFC. Um, okay. And then there's also been mumblings about, I think Sacramento Republic um, trying to get a women's team in the USL, but like I super, super highly doubt that. So yeah. um, chances hmm. are either, either the Intel is wrong or it's LA. Yeah. I, I just can't see anybody outside of LA. I mean, outside of the ones, I don't know much about the ones you mentioned, but LAFC just makes sense because me a ham, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like one, probably uh, the biggest women's soccer star of all time, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, she's the reason why, you know, I play soccer and everyone on the 2015 and 2019 team probably play soccer. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's got to be LAFC. The other one I was thinking was maybe San Jose. I know that when the U.S. team, I mean, this is just me like guessing, but I know when the U.S. team does go to uh, San Jose, they sell out the stadium there, so. And I believe that that's kind of where oh my Stanford is-ish. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, though, I completely forgot that San Jose had an MLS team. <laughs> because they're just, like, not good. I just, they're, they're not good at all. I just snorted. I just, like... Wow. <laughs> so I feel bad. So I forgot they existed. Um, so that is a fantastic yeah. shout. Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. San Jose. It yeah. could be San Jose. That's a really. I mean, if if your men's team is crap, why not boost it with a women's team? Who yeah, is probably gonna be awesome. And you would yeah. have the mark. I mean, you would have the market for it anywhere in Southern California, sure. or even you know anywhere in California. Yeah. Wow. So I, yeah. So everyone who's calling for a California team, if that stadium is empty, I'm going to be mad because y'all keep saying bring a team to Cali. And yeah. But there's a lot of potential there. And probably, yeah, probably the most common or the most that everyone keeps thinking about is LAFC. And I would be shocked if it's not. But yeah. I really, I mean, I, so the, what I have heard about LAFC is that they're going to have a team, but it's not going to happen until 2021, not 2020 because okay. they're not ready for it. So they could either be rushing things or I guess the only MLS team, it would be San Jose unless, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It'll, okay. it'll be really interesting to see. I hope it's San Jose. Um, I'd really like to have a couple more seasons with Kristen press. 
obviously <laughs> that's asking a lot of you know there's a lot of check marks that need to be crossed off but and she likes playing in utah that's a fact but i mean she is a player that you really want to hold on to and she's made it known that you know she loves her city and she definitely has connections to lafc as we've talked about before mm-hmm. with uh you know eagles and being an ambassador and so forth and so forth um mm-hmm. but yeah so Another little tidbit that we heard about on expansion is so teams can protect two players, two allocated mm-hmm. players. We don't know if that's for the United States or Canada or if it's for both of them together. I hope it's not for both. I, I hope it's for um, like just the U.S. and everyone gets to keep their Canadian players. That'd be great. Um, but I thought it was just the... I. Uh... I thought it was just the U.S. Mm-hmm. players. I could be wrong. It's been a while. I think the last expansion team was Orlando. And that was back in 2015. Yeah. So it's been a while. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So my question for you, Cindy, is yeah. if you can only – Oh, sorry. One quick other thing. So in terms of another thing that Marin Paulson said is so once you lose one national team player, you're done. So you cannot lose a second. So once you get like a player picked, then your team is eliminated from having a national team player stolen from you. You can still have other players obviously taken. So, you know, squad players and so forth, non-allocated players, but that's how that works. So Cindy, my question for you is if you have to pick two of the three U S allocated players, who do you pick? Of the U S. Yeah. Who who do you save? Who do you give the rose to? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh gosh. Uh, I would have to say Becky Sovereign. I know she's, you know, people will say age will play. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I think that the older players are smarter. They they may not be, like, obviously faster, but they just, they they play smarter. And I would take a smarter player over a fast player any day. So I would say Becky Sovereign and Kristen Press because she's your playmaker. And... You know, I I would want to say Kelly Harrop, but because she's had so many injuries and you know it's just been rough, I just out of those three, that's who I would want to keep. Yeah, makes sense. I Thoughts? I will also pick Becky Sauerbrunn and Kristen Press to mm-hmm. keep. You keep Becky because mm-hmm. while I like I do agree, age is going to be an issue. She's your captain. You know, mm-hmm. she's your heart. Okay. She's your leader. I think you need that definitely Uh, in terms of Kristen press. Like we have seen, I don't want to be blunt, but how bad this team can be when Kristen press is not playing. And like, those are not fun games to watch because there's little to no creativity. Um, She energizes everything. You need that. Otherwise, it feels like the team is having a complete identity crisis without Kristen press, honestly. Um, also yeah. with Kelly O'Hara, like that's a bummer 
you know, a, a player that would be bummed to lose. But personally, I mean, Kelly O'Hara has missed more games for Utah Royals FC than she's actually played. For sure. For sure. Which is kind of crazy considering how much they gave up for her. I mean, Shay Groom and, oh my gosh, what is her name? Christina Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Shay Groom is a big time player. Um, I think she's very underrated. And then Christina Gibbons was, you know, an up and I mean, like, she, I, I think she would have done really well in Utah. But mm-hmm. considering how much Utah gave up for her, it's like, and I'm a huge Kelly O'Hara fan. And um, yeah, I just, she just has not had the best of luck in Utah. Mm. And, you know, when, when she's been on, she's been on. But I think that even Kelly O'Hara at her best, you need that security with Becky and you need that creativity, mm-hmm. right? Um, because sure. Katie Bowen or Becca Moros or Michelle Mimone or you have whoever you, you, you put in there, I guess more recently mm-hmm. could also be Mallory Weber, depending on where you want to play her. Yeah. Like it's not a Kelly O'Hara, but it's serviceable. It's completely serviceable. Whereas sure. if you take out Kristen Press, it's like, okay, we're just going to sort of hang out and wait for the goals to fall from the sky, you know? <laughs> and I think, um, and it's not to say that Kelly doesn't bring any leadership qualities because she absolutely does, but I think that Becky's role is just more important. So that's who I keep. All right. Okay. So if it's you can only protect two of both Canadian and United States players, does your answer change? Oh. Oh, that's that's tricky. You just tricked me. Um oh, man, that's hard. That's that's hard. Uh, I don't know. I mean you kinda need Desiree Scott, obviously. Um yeah, I think I'm still gonna stick, gonna with, stick with it. Yeah. yeah, while unlikely, I think I draw Becky and protect Desiree. <sighs> like it's so hard. But Dang. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Wow. It's tough. It Anyways, tell us who you would protect, who you wouldn't protect. I know I've seen some folks talking about it, but uh tweet at us. And uh I'm sure we will bring these discussions. We'll we'll definitely talk about it more. Um, once we have like protected lists that have been released um, at the end of the season and heading towards next, but um, sure. two expansion teams next year, three by 2021, that is a huge bombshell to just to not only drop, but to drop to a group of season ticket holders. I love it. Thank you, Merritt Paulson. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it looks like the league is not going to collapse at the, at the end of the year. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, and we knew it was coming i mean we knew expansion they've been talking about it there's been rumors yeah for years it was coming. it had to there's no other way the league yeah. i think the league could survive for forever at nine teams or you know eight teams for sure no yeah. i totally agree and there's such a market with it too post world cup so good moves Good moves from everyone. All right, so we're going to talk about Orlando 
the game against Orlando, and then we're going to talk about the game against Washington. Um, okay. My general thoughts are Gunny was benched again. Is it going to pay off? It did. Halftime, really worried. We were sort of just playing that sort of possession without purpose. Yeah, right? Like the Utah way that we don't want to play. Thought we were going to revert to this sort of old, boring style that we played for so much of the year. And it's, are we going to score? Are we going to score? This is against Orlando. We really can't drop points. And uh, Press and A-Rod did it again, both scoring a goal. I thought Labonta was beyond fantastic in that game. Absolutely fantastic. And I don't I don't want to go over every single every single stat on here, but the thing that really, really, really stuck out to me is that I feel like one of the few games this season, the Royals were putting a huge chunk of shots on goal that they were actually taking. So um Royals not only just outshot Orlando 15 to 13, but they put nine of those 15 shots on target, whereas Orlando put one of their 13. Nine out of 15 is a good number. It's a very good number. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Yeah, like you there were a little few glimpses of, I mean, especially when they were like scoring, like, oh, this this is Utah again. We're used to this. And then it was good. It was good. Not definitely. I don't. I think out of the last three games they played, um, and like their winning streak, this was definitely their worst one. You know, if you're like comparing that three to zero, three mm-hmm. to one. But hey, two goals. Yeah, good. I will take two goals any day of the week. Um, like <laughs> our listener John said, I would prefer not to weight it be like a uh he he compared it to being like a slow cook prime rib it took forever to get (laughs) cooking but a sweet tasting dish once served i agree with that i just wish um you know we could have turned the oven on in the first half a little bit or oven i don't know whatever grill (laughs) i don't know how to cook <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um that should be the uh the title of this episode. I don't know how to cook. I don't know yeah. how to cook. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll make it relatable. We'll work on Yeah, so glad to get the points. Not the most beautiful performance, but the W is the W and I will take the W any day of the week. For sure. I mean, if we're going to have to pick between Orlando and Washington's performance. I, I will Orlando's. absolutely take Orlando's. Uh, so we obviously midweek game we had played on a Saturday. Washington also played on a Saturday. They got creamed by Portland three to one at Providence Park. So they were coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. We were coming off a win. Washington has been in terrible form. Do you remember when we were talking about how they were top of the table and they just beat us to take the top of the table spot? It seems like that was not very long ago. Uh, Going into this game, they were in seventh place and had lost four of the last five. Yeah, so not a good run of form. This game had Utah Royals SC win written all over it. And... Yeah. It's it's very disappointing. Like how do you how do you go into this there was just so 
I, I can't even think of the chances. I mean, I there were what two major? I haven't looked at the stats, but it 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 looked like the Utah we're used to. Yeah, we're used to seeing the second half picked up steam a little bit. Um, particularly like the last fifteen minutes, we looked like how we were playing before. Balls were getting in, chances were being created, unable to finish. Um, but yeah, I mean that game was, could have been huge. Um, we were two points, um, and a little bit of goal differential separating us from second place. That draw does not help. And uh, zero zero. Um, a Rod should have had a goal. That goal. Um, towards the end of the game i think it was in like the 77th minute where kristen press had that pass to her and she just snuck through and was one-on-one oh my gosh that's gonna bite us that that could very well bite us in the butt at the end of the season because that definitely cost us two points right there yeah um we didn't lose which is good which is what some folks said on twitter but overall i mean it just felt lackluster a lack of movement I don't know what it is with this team in just appearing to be discombobulated in the final third, but maybe, but I'm also really, really questioning why Gunny got the start. Um, And I think I said this a couple of weeks ago or was it last week? No, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I'm not trying to put the blame on Gunny, but there's just different, there was just something with having Stango in there instead of Gunny. So I, I am questioning that why Gunny got the start. And two, uh, was there only one? There was only one sub and it was for Lola Bonta, who was probably the best player on the pitch. At that point. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's some questionable decisions, I think, that Laura Harvey will have to look into. Um, I, I don't think they were the wisest ones, especially when your team has playing so good without Gunny. And I guess maybe it's the Gunny effect. I don't know. Call it what you will. But... I, I just don't think that was a very wise move. Um, I don't know. You know, and so it's very possible that there could have been something like in training or something right before the game with Katie Stengel that would have been like, okay, maybe we're going to, you know, have her revert to the bench. But even outside mm-hmm. of that, it just doesn't – it's frustrating because it doesn't make any sense to only make one substitution – in a game where it's mm-hmm. kind of all out for the taking. You look at the bench, so Mackenzie Doniak, Erica Timorak, Katie Stengel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's – I get it. There's only three attacking options on there. But, like, make more than one sub. Um, you know, I just don't – I don't understand it. And then to bring out Labonta, unless there was a cramp or something, you know, obviously we're not, you know, flies on the wall, but – it just made zero, zero sense to me. And it was almost like, okay, we're just going to go for the one point, which I think is incredibly, incredibly frustrating. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It was, it was a frustrating game because 
This was a win. This was three points. And not to take anything away from Washington, D.C., but they're not in the best form. So to come away with one point in the game that should have been three points, it's disappointing. And I remember last season. Do you remember that Sky Blue game? There was that one. I do. The draw. And I feel like that was the difference maker in Utah getting into the playoffs. Yeah, it was. That or the Becky Sauerbrunn handball. Like, (laughs) tie games matter. They do. And so I'm like, I really hope this is not Sky Blue's game. Obviously, I think Utah is in a better position this year than they were in Mm -hmm. 2018. But still, you, I mean, games they should have won, should have been won, and they weren't. And so I really don't hope it's, you know, the last weekend of October and you're looking at August 21st and thinking, man, that was the game. That was the difference maker. We could be wrong and we're probably just being, uh, you know, pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> could. Yeah, could have, would have, should have, I guess, on to the next one. I guess technically yeah. not on to the next one because we have a ton of listener comments to talk about. You guys have been great the last yeah. few weeks. Um, so Nick left, I think, maybe the best comment. Um, Richie Burke's <laughs> pants are way too tight. It was <laughs> His pants were very, very tight. It was, oh. it was something. Um... Uh, Sarah said I'm watching it on TV from Idaho and Reggie and Laura or Richie and Laura were so loud that I heard them Um, and I'm not talking about the TV I'm pretty sure I heard them screaming all the way from the stadium which like I get it I love I love it it feels like especially when you play at Sky Blue or Washington Mm -hmm. something about where the cameras are located or the field mics are located if they use them, which I think they do. It's just so loud and yeah. you can hear almost every word. It's great. It's great. Although <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, hearing Richie Burke talk in a game um, gives me zero questions about the fact that I think that the homophobic or just the comments he made towards the youth players were true. Cause he just does not seem like a good dude. Um, maybe that's my own biases, but I don't know. It, maybe it's the pants. I don't know. I don't like the guy, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, games in Washington are fun because you can hear everything everything mm-hmm. did you, you notice that i'm sure yeah i yeah i sometimes i i, I think i i'm so sometimes i do have it not because i mean the commentary is awesome <laughs> as we all know but <laughs> sometimes i am like multitasking and so i don't always have the sound i get it on, so i get it i don't know you know yeah you know, I'm probably missing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I think that anyone who watches the NWSL gets to a point. I think even if they're not multitasking, where they just have to mute the TV because it's so bad and the commentators don't know what they're talking about. We could probably spend a whole episode talking about that. There are so many um, qualified people and people who are just like willing to do it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, I, real. I would be bad, yeah. but I would hands down do the like production on TV for the Royals to have mm-hmm. home commentary. I would 100% do that yeah. if it came my way. I even like wrote an email, didn't, didn't hear back. And I don't think anyone outside of people who listen to this podcast and the people who listen to this podcast would probably be like, oh my God, what is he talking about? Um, but I would do it. Mm. And there are plenty of other people who are qualified. I just, I just don't get it. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make sense. The league can keep pushing out people who are this bad at doing it. I mean, there are some good ones, you know, like Jen Hildreth is fantastic. Um, the ESPN production is bare. What's it's actually good. It's not just tolerable, but hopefully that will step up. Speaking of ESPN, uh, forgot to mention ESPN now has exclusive rights to NWSL games. Um, the press release was super weirdly worded. I don't know if that means the Yahoo sports streams are shutting down or like local streams are going to be feeded off of ESPN streams or if it's going to be on ESPN plus. Mm. I don't know because I've been looking for games on ESPN plus and it's only been the nationally, the ones already said to be nationally televised. I don't know. I don't get it, but ESPN plus is great. And, uh, hopefully that will step up. I would highly, this is going to be a tangent, but I would highly, oh <laughs> it'll be a short tangent. I would highly <laughs> encourage okay. everyone to invest in ESPN plus. It's amazing. Mm. It's actually great. Um, some of the content is like, meh, is that- but if you're the type of person who yeah. like works from home or their, you know, job internships or they're a student and, um, you know, like they multitask, they tend to have the TV on and be on their laptop. Like ESPN plus is so, so, so perfect. It's incredible and well, 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 yeah. well worth it. Even without the NWSL. Yeah. Is that the one that you pay? Do you have to have a subscription for it? or is that the um, So you have to have, I think you have to have a subscription to just like any basic sort of cable package, but it's five bucks. Okay. I feel like I'm paying for something on, but I don't have a cable subscription, but then I do get the iTunes thing. I don't know. I should probably look into it. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> I'm getting, I do remember signing up for something last fall, probably around Champions League. That's probably BR Live. Is a chance in the Champions League, but man, get your finances um, together, Cindy. You could be saving so much money. I know. I really sh- and every time I see it, I'm like, uh, something's coming to my account. Yeah. I I think the average American wastes like twelve dollars on subscriptions they don't use a month, and like on average. Oh my yeah. god! I have so many. I I have a New York Times subscription, which when like uh, something major happens, um, I do read it, and I do need more than ten articles, but half the time I don't, and so. Hey, I am supporting free press, which I think is very important in this time and age. Um, <laughs> um, and so that's one. Something else. Anyway, I should probably look. Go save yourself some money. That's uh, advice presented to you um, from the Utah Royals FC show is uh, check what you're subscribing to. Yep. 
Um, back to the game. So Sabrina, someone who okay. hasn't like tweeted at us before, had some like incredible, incredible takes. I'm going to read some stuff that Sabrina said. The defense was the only thing that worked today. Midfield and attack had no connection. Honestly, can't understand why Harvey took Stengel out of the 11. The team was working well. Also, one sub in 90 minutes with the team that barely found any opportunity in the entire game. Also, I think this was the most missed mm. opportunity for the team in the last games. We should have had three points and be at second place. Sky Blue and Pride won against Chicago. Rain didn't get three points like you guys predicted them to last time. Everything was in our favor, and Washington had four losses in five games. And thank you, everybody. That's the podcast because that's literally everything. Um, no, we're going to talk some more, but like, way to go, Sabrina. You literally hit everything in two tweets. Yeah. 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 Who are you? Do you want to write for us? Do you want to be on the podcast? (laughs) For real. Um, Going to this notion of drop points, though, like, that's, I really, really hope that that doesn't sting, but it could. Um, Like hashtag free sky blue said, it could be a costly two points drop for the Royals at the end of the season. And I think especially um, Luke, who's been a fabulous listener to this podcast for quite a while, pointed out the spirit were without Mallory Pugh and Rose Lavelle. And we have a ton of hard games coming up. We close the season. Yeah. Not on an easy note. We should have had two goals in this one. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes it sting more. Um, I think in... Okay, yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah, sorry. That next point. Uh, Go for it. No, you're, you're fine. You're just... fine. Um, so the weather delay is so, so interesting yeah. to me. One, because I swear that um, a third of all Spirit Home games have a weather delay. It just feels like it. Um, whether it's RSL playing in DC or obviously down, I think Audi field has covering, I don't know. Um, but before then, or obviously with the Royals, it's just, it just seems to not be a good time. And that's really gotta Mm -hmm. like cramp your mindset a bit to come out, get ready to go. And you play a minute and then it's like, Oh, well there's lightning. That's really got to mm-hmm. affect you mentally, and I think t- tickle with yeah. some things, and probably to the advantage of the home side. But even then, you, you know, our the, the performance was right. just not not really good enough. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, sorry, I forgot about the weather delay. You're right; there was a weather delay, and yeah, that really does tend to mess with with the mindset um and obviously you've you've warmed up you're ready to go and then you have to you know not play and wait for the weather to pass and then you kind of have to go back out there yeah it's it's i forgot about that so we can (laughs) we can blame the weather delay on this lackluster (laughs) performance it's an easy out i like it (laughs) uh why not it's what? What other explanation do you have? <laughs> it's the weather, guys. It's the weather. It's the weather. Um, it's the weather. So Nick B says Labonta, the only sub instead of Gunny. We talked about that a little bit. Um, she created mm-hmm. all her offense through her goals and assists in the last three games, 
it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get it. I think especially considering the fact that we have an off week next week, players are going to have the opportunity to rest. It's not like you're playing three games in eight days. I mean, fair enough. You are playing two games in a single week, but you have that week to rest. I don't, yeah. I don't understand at all in terms of Gunny. You know, I was thinking about this and I was just trying to think what, what could it be? And this is just a shot in the dark as you know, maybe a catalyst for it. But since if we go back to um, earlier, earlier in the year before the world cup, Iceland was literally goals away from qualifying to their first world cup. They were ahead of Germany in the standings. It looked like they were going to get it. And then they lost either two or three games in a row. And then they barely missed qualifying for the World Cup, just barely after holding the position for a while. And honestly, I don't think Gunny has been the same since. I don't know if that's what's affecting her play, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's something to think about. It is, and I think you said it last week, two weeks ago, whenever we talked. Um, I. I, I don't uh, maybe she doesn't come back next year. I don't know. She something's off this season. Something is 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 very off. I, I notice that I'm seeing more gunny mistakes than moments uh-huh. I'm like, oh Yeah. You know without a doubt. I think um yeah. I definitely don't think she's a player you protect come the expansion mm-hmm. draft. Maybe that's a hot take. Oh, I don't know. Same. And I like Gunny. I know. I know Gunny's mom has like listened to this yeah. podcast once, so I feel really bad <laughs> saying these things. Um, I don't know if she still <laughs> listens, but I know she listened a couple times. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's just well. all part of the business. Hopefully, she finds her form. Maybe she's doing stuff in training, and that's why she got the start over staying goal. I I don't know. We'll just. We'll 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 wait and see. We'll wait and see how it goes. Yeah. It was the weather. weather. It was the weather for everything. Um on the notion of Iceland though Mm -hmm. is so um this is just another random tangent. Um Iceland has a Mm -hmm. Iceland has a glacier um that has shrunk completely to the fact that it's no longer constituted as a glacier um due to the sorry to like input my liberal views here. Um but (laughs) <laughs> but uh how dare you i'm gonna say the words climate crisis don't shoot me um and yeah. so it's like completely melting it's not going to be around by 2025 i think it's it doesn't even constitute a glacier anymore in iceland and anyways um they yeah. held like a memorial service for it which i think is like kind of profound and super depressing yeah the glaciers are shrinking yeah. people it's real i was talking to uh some native folks in or some folks who live in the area in Alaska the other week when I was up there and uh, we were talking about glaciers and just the amount that like they're shrinking per year is really discouraging. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, that's been your public service announcement. Um, Glaciers are shrinking and it's really, really sad. 
okay, <laughs> glaciers yeah. are shrinking and it's really really sad all right all right everybody thanks for listening to episode 71 of the utah royals fc show take care everybody Ooh.